guys, welcome to another episode of Nigel Knows. I am Nika and we have Miss Felicia. Felicia. I, was, I was like, I don't know where you are in your camera. Where we? And we have. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Tori, and we have a special guest with us today. We have Mr. Calvin um, with us. Say hello to the people. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> so today we're talking about securing the bag. We're talking about money, saving, budgeting, all that good stuff. But of course, as you know, we always got to do our little tips and random facts and stuff before we get started. So who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. Yeah. Random travel tip. Um, jet lag. Jet lag. It happens. And it happens yeah. hard if you're not ready for it. So two tips to possibly help you prepare um for you know incoming doom um try and it's sometimes it's in your mind so a, a good way to kind of like prepare yourself for jet lag is to know the time the time zone that you're going to and if you can set your clock like set your watch if you have one or set your phone to already to the time zone that you're going to so that every time you look down you're kind of already mentally kind of putting yourself in that headspace of being in that time um also if you can afford to do so if you're doing something like the cross atlantic um or you're going really big distances always try and book an overnight um, book the flight overnight so you can actually get some sleep and start acclimating immediately to the new time frame. Uh, it, it helps to kind of start putting you on that cycle um, before you before you get there. So to kind of give yourself um, a head start versus trying to go through the day, you're going to be up a whole nother day. And, <laughs> and now you and now you hurt because now you're, you're extra tired. Whereas if you take an overnight, you can get some sleep to wake up fresh wherever you're going in the long in, in a long distance. So okay, okay. That's a good tip. Who wants to go next? All right, fitness. 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 Yeah. So we all know we live in a time where, you know, we see all this stuff on social media and, you know, people, you know, trying to achieve these certain, you know, body types. The biggest thing I can say for people is to set a small goal. Cause I think what we do is like, we want to do all this stuff. It's like, I want to work on all these things, you know, on the outer set something small, say, for the next three months, I'm going to focus on maybe losing 10 pounds instead of saying I want to lose 50 pounds. Just set something small. It's realistic. And say if you don't meet that big goal and you still have that small goal in mind, you're not going to be devastated. And then, you know, wind up back at ground zero trying to gather up all the pieces again to, mm-hmm. you know, right. get away. Just small goals, people. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Short-term goals, yeah. Small yeah, bites. Definitely. Yeah. So I have my random facts. And as we know, they're always seem to be on animals. I thought it would be about a variety of things, but apparently I like animals. Scared of them a little bit, depending on what it is, but I do like them. So this one is about orcas. This is actually one that I um, kind of jotted down because I was watching like some animal documentaries on HBO Max and Netflix or whatever. Um, so orcas, right? We know them as killer whales, orca. I couldn't find the Latin name again, but it's actually killer of whales back when whoever first saw them and it eventually got shortened to killer whales. And of course, we always think of, especially here in Florida, we think of SeaWorld and Shamu and oh, he jumps over the hoop. And, no, <laughs> these are vicious 
killing animals. Like, they are homicidal. Yes, yes. Kill a seal just for the heck of it. They won't even eat it. Just yeah. like the documentary I was watching, they just played with it, followed it, got the baby away from his mother, tossing it in the air. This poor oh. seal is just like, what the hell is going on? And they're just <laughs> tossing it around and they just killed it and left it. Like these are vicious, vicious animals. And they're actually Super smart though. They're, mm-hmm. they're very smart. And they're actually dolphins. They're not whales. We call them whales, but they're actually in the dolphin uh, family, the dolphin species. So I thought that was interesting how we always think of them like, oh, he's so cute. No, no, he's not cute. No. He will kill you. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are our tips and random facts. So let's get started. We're talking about money, securing the bag. Calvin, so help us out here. What's the first step? Let's, let's say somebody like me, I'm a single parent. I don't make a lot of money and I'm trying to figure out, I want to save, I want to be able to take my kids on vacation, something like that. How should I get started with saving or setting a budget? Like, what can I do? Help me out. Well, I think definitely uh, budgeting is a word that a lot of people are scared of. So um, I'll just tell you a little bit of history about um, what me and my family did. Um, I worked at Ford Motor Company for about 12 years, Um, originally from Ohio. Um, we moved down here in about 2007. I don't know if you guys remember when the market crashed, like when the big three had the hole in the bottle. Mm-hmm. So um, it just kind of, you know, they, they were asking people to take a buyout. So we wind up taking a buyout, moved my family to Florida, came here, and the beautiful struggle happened. So um, just was, was in a down, was in a dead end job, decided to uh, better myself, go back to school. And then, you know, one thing kind of led to another. We just kind of started putting ourselves in uh, the right places around the right people that were kind of doing the things that we wanted to do. Um, fast forward, 2012, broke as a joke, um, $12 to my name. And I decided I never wanted to be that, be, you know, in that place again. So um, just started doing different jobs. I've always worked two jobs. We've always had um, multiple streams of income. It's definitely important. So. Um, I think putting yourself around the right people that are doing the things that you want to do kind of manifest that. So I wouldn't say there's a a right or wrong way to do anything. It's just you see somebody doing something that you want to do, just kind of getting in that, getting in that space and getting in that room and just asking questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that you'll never learn anything new from yourself. So I'm always trying to, I'm always in learn mode. So um, I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but it's just, um, the budgeting is the key part of it. Um, we went from, you know, budgeting down to every single dollar to, you know, we come into a place where we're comfortable with like, you know, you can kind of adjust that budget every week. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know it's hard being a single parent, only having one income. Um, you, you have all the responsibilities. So in that aspect, I would just say, um, just kind of, kind of tweak it the best way that you can and just kind of make goals. Like you say, with the fitness, like Felicia said, with the fitness, just small goals, I would say definitely make small financial goals as well. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think Felicia has like a good way that she does hers, um, which she has talked to me about it before, as far as Um, making sure she has enough to cover everything and doing things like that. um, I'm still working on the the saving part because being a single mom, you know, things come up like recently. Um, my car stalled out on me and that cost me $800 to get my car fixed. Thankfully, I put myself in a position where I'm okay. 
So I have three different bank accounts. I have one account that's mine. That's whatever I want to do. That's free money. I have another account that all my child support money, it goes in there. And that for that particular account, my small goal is to next year when my daughter turns 17 is to buy her a car. So I have already calculated. I know how much I should have by the end of next year. My other account is strictly, I calculated how much all my bills are. I get paid twice a month. So I get paid on the 8th and the 23rd. So every time I get paid, I have that set amount. So I, what I did, I split my bills in half. Mm -hmm. So say, I think the amount came up to a little over 1300. So $1,300, every check goes into that account. So I know no matter what my bills are going to be paid, rent, light, phone, um, Wi-Fi, all that stuff, car payment, everything comes out. I don't even have to look at it because it's on, it's on auto pay. And I know the money's going to be in there because there's always going to be a little over. So that's just out of sight, out of mind. I know the money's in there. I don't have to worry type thing. But I'm just trying to figure out how, where does the saving part come in when you're looking? Because what happens, something hits you when you see how much money you actually spend in bills and then what you're left with. How do you save at that point right yeah that's a good question Calvin you got any tips for that um, like well that that emergency fund definitely is something that that's like you said you had the, the $800 so I would just say maybe try to find extra money in your budget um, I know a lot of us eat up a lot of money um, True. you'd be surprised um, I do better with cash um, some people do better with swiping, but to me, if I have the cash, I set myself a budget. I might take forty dollars off for the week, and that might, you know, I do better with that forty dollars versus so me swiping three dollars here, swiping six dollars there. That little stuff kind of adds up. So I would just say try to go through. I know you have so you have your budget set for the month. Um, just try to go through maybe one less meal, one less uh, going out, you know, per month, one less movie a month. I know we're in a pandemic, but just little things like that add up. Mm -hmm. And another thing that we did is we have jars, um, like plastic containers in the closet. And say if we, we have a, a clothing budget, a vacation budget, a budget, and then a just random budget for like, we call it miscellaneous. So say you do your budget for the week, got 10 bucks extra. I'm going to put this in my miscellaneous bucket. Now, you might not use that. You might go down in three, three months from now and you go to your miscellaneous bucket and there is, say, perhaps this 80 bucks in it. So you've already accounted for that $80. So you can use that for miscellaneous. You've already accounted for the money that you put up for your vacation, just like what you say you're saving for your son or daughter's car. Um, that money's already accounted for. So I think in that aspect, that might, that might be something that could work for you guys. Or, or for anyone, but that just was something that worked for me. So basically, like if I have a, I've already set a $40 budget, whatever it is for the week, anything that's extra from that, I'm already putting into that bucket, whatever bucket it Correct. is. And it's already been accounted for. So it's not like I'm taking extra out of my, yeah. you know, money. Gotcha. Say you spend 27 of that 40, you put the 13, you know, put the 13, or whatever. Gotcha. You can go back in three months from now and it might be $120 that you've already accounted for that money going allocated to somewhere. Um, a lot of people might not get that detail to it, but you know, we've been in a place where we had to be that detail, you know, week to week, mm -hmm. we were saving for our house. Uh, we were saving for our second home. So just stuff like that. It, it's all about what works for you. 
there's so many different uh, tools. A lot of people, um, they'll, uh, they'll, they won't spend anything over under a 20. So if you break a 20, they might put the $15 in a, in a jar or in a bucket or, 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 or up or something like that, or even change kind of works too as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to, to definitely think. I know recently I was looking, I was talking to Felicia about it, but I'm looking at my bank account. I'm like, dang, I'm looking at how much Mike brought in like paycheck and bonuses. I'm like, I did good. Like there's no reason why any bill should be past due, nothing. Like, let me just go through and see how much money I'm actually spending. And when I mm-hmm. added up, like how much I spend eating out and it's the mm-hmm. random things like I'm on my way home yes. you know, just swing by Chick-fil-A or whatever it is real quick just go get some <laughs> get a couple of, girl look Amazon got yeah, Amazon. Money. Right. I feel like I keep Amazon in business like Joseph right. will open the door like dang mommy another one like don't worry about it just put it in my room <laughs> I know. or I'll be out like Joseph my package came just go get it <laughs> just go pick right. it up and, hey small things like that they just add up yeah they really do look at your budget they definitely like, do oh, between that and then like all the subscriptions 12.99 3.99 for, and apple is like a thief in the night like i woke up this morning like what y'all taking 12 dollars for now i feel like yeah. i just gave y'all 12 dollars i so went through those, and i deleted all yeah that. i like, had to go through dangerous. my subscriptions and be like wait mm-hmm. wait 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 yeah. I'm like wait what is five dollars two dollars three twelve fifty yeah. what because <laughs> 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 when i added up it was like that's a hundred plus dollars just yes. in those little you know subscriptions like oh that ain't nothing 12 Yes. I could do that a month. Yeah, it adds up it very adds quickly. Up. Very quickly. Tori, what do you do for um like you know, what money tips do you have as far as like saving or budgeting? Because you're a single, you know, we're parents, but you're not a parent, but that doesn't mean you don't have bills and you don't have exactly. expenses and stuff. Because people think, oh, you're single, you got free money. I know that's that's not like the, the biggest assumption. That's just like you ain't got no responsibility. I was say too. Yes, I do. There's things that need to get paid. There are things I'm saving up for. Um, and I usually set up my my savings based on like goals and things that I, I know that I want to set things aside for. So obviously there's the emergency fund. But like, for example, I'm looking to do um, a certification, yoga certification next year, which is going to cost money. So setting aside that. But what I would but what I usually do is I, I start directly from my paycheck. So I have two bank accounts um, and I have a chunk of my uh, paycheck. As soon as the payroll hits, it's not everything goes here and then I resplit it out. I allocate how much I want to go toward the account that I use as my savings. And that's usually my out of sight, out of mind. I don't have a debit card to that one. I keep it very separate and a very hands-off. And if I have to transfer, then I'm forced to go in and transfer funds if I ever have to. But that's where I have a set amount. I'm automatically just goes there from the paycheck. So what I see in my main account that's connected to my debit card that I use all the time, it's always less that, uh, and I adjust that as I need it. If I feel like I can throw more and that I don't need from um, my, my main paycheck, I will just, I'll change that up at work and have it, you know, be more. And then also in work, my job does a really, my company does a really good job um, with their 401ks. They have a great portfolio um, and they match. And so the first thing I did was figure out how much they match. And then I hit that maximum. And then goal is every year to up it by 1%. You don't really see, you don't really feel 1%, -hmm. but it adds up really, 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 really quickly. So like 
my my company matches six percent. So when I started um, two year, two and a half years ago, going on three years now, I matched it at six percent, and then the following year I bumped it up to seven, and then now I'm at you know eight percent. And then as soon as we get that new cycle, I'm gonna bump next year, I'm bump it up to you know nine percent. Goal is ten percent. I want to see ten percent of my paycheck go toward my four hundred one k automatically. And then I take whatever, like I said, I take the amount that I want to put in saving savings de facto. That one I I have just I don't even see it. It just comes out and goes into that account. And then that's always kind of nice too, because when I do look at that savings account, then I'm like, oh, okay, yay. And out of that is like emergency fund and then also savings for things that I want to do. So different like retreats and things that I want to save up for. And it's incremental. And you don't think that it's a lot, like even something as if you can figure out, you know, you, if you get your budget together and you realize there's an extra, like what, like 250 a paycheck mm-hmm. that you don't need. And if you can put it out of sight, out of mind, if you don't think about it, right. you throw it over there, you know, and you get paying twice, twice a month. That's $500 a month that you just save without even thinking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. for me, for me, it has to be out of sight, out of mind because money, yeah. money mm-hmm. for me personally burns a hole in my pocket. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it burns hard. I'm like, Ooh, like me and Tori shopping together. It's not good. It's not good. Because I will encourage you to buy it. Good. It's cute. I'm like, oh, no, that's so cute. But you, then you'd be like, well, I don't know if I need it. I was like, I don't think you need it either. But girl, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, yeah, just yeah another, away. another option um, that you guys might want to look at, too, is instead of a savings account, um, if your bank has a money market account. Yes. If it's if it's if it's money that you don't plan on touching, you'll get a better rate keeping in the money market. Yeah. Because yeah. that little 0.04% that you're getting with the regular savings isn't isn't you the yield might be better with the money market account. We have some yeah. So when we had a large amount of money, we just upped it, they suggested we duck it in the money market account if we weren't going to touch it and we've seen a greater return with the with the with the monthly interest and the dividends that you get off of it so that's that's always an option to check on too especially if it's something that you're not going to touch yeah, Jump on yeah that. money market shop around shop yes, around definitely shop around money markets i think um yeah especially coming from banking and seeing how the rates have changed because when i first started mm-hmm. like as a part-time seller it was in 2008 2007 when all that stuff was happening with the yeah. real three, estate yeah. so to see what the rates were then versus what they are now i mean they don't pay much honestly but yes typically money markets do pay a lot better than a regular um savings account and like tori said you should definitely uh shop around for sure because there are a lot of options and a lot of the banks that don't have like physical buildings those are usually the ones that have the highest um interest rates so definitely you know online and do your research because you can get some you know pretty decent rates for what rates are these days um, in a money market and then also Tori mentioned the 401k. I know that's what I've done is whatever they match, that's how much I put in. And then when you go check it, you get your little, you know, annual report. It's like, okay, I got a little something, something set aside. And then also um, the company I work for, they also have a stock option. So they give you some and you can also purchase some on your own. So if that's Mm -hmm. available, definitely take advantage of that. Because when we get that, um, you know, that report or that little notice in September or whatever it is that they do it, like, hey, you got this. You can withdraw it or you can, you know, reinvest it. Um, you know, if you need to withdraw it, obviously that's a little extra chunk that you can even maybe put into your money market. 
um, or just reinvest it and just let it sit and let it grow. So if you have those options, I would say definitely, you know, take advantage of those because that's a little extra little fallback. That's like you said, Tori, out of sight, out of mind, but it's there if you needed it. Um, So I think all of those things are definitely good. Um, One of the other things that we had sort of spoke about earlier, Calvin and I, was the importance of credit. I think that's a big one because you need credit for everything these days. Like you just need it. You need it for yeah. a credit card. You need credit to get a credit card. <laughs> like, <laughs> like credit is important. I know for me, like my mom tried her best, you know, teach finances, but there are certain things that were missed because they weren't important during her time frame. You know, it wasn't like it is now. Um, credit being one of those things. So I kind of had to fall on my butt and learn how to bring myself back up. But credit is so important. Um, so Kevin, what would you say about, you know, building credit uh i I got about four 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 key things um the first thing is to always check your credit score um i'm i have like at least two or three credit apps uh i'm not too big on credit karma um because it's free so (laughs) i like the yeah see all right okay so i like um, it's very behind it's very Um, accurate You think you got a 780. You're not, they don't give you <laughs> so your accurate to, score. Uh, no, yeah, no. No, 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 that's definitely not accurate. So um, the one I use is uh, I use my FICO scores and I think my wife uses experience. So it's 19 bucks a month. They mm-hmm. update your scores every every month. It's, it's yep. definitely worth investing in that. Um, we check your credit score and that allows you to fix the errors, dispute anything. Um See if Tony got a motorcycle in your name over in another country or something like that. So um, I think that's the number one thing. Checking your credit score, making sure there are not any errors, um, always paying your bills on time. Um, when you look at the, the, the length of, you get that notification, oh, you paid your bills 13 months on time. A lot of companies, I think, you know, that credit, that trustworthiness and that credit, it, it definitely helps. Um, unfortunately, my credit was kind of jacked up from the beginning. Um, my mom got some stuff in my name. Uh, uh, well, used my credit card and got some stuff. So, but that's not uncommon though. That happens. Yeah, seventeen. That so happens. I had to build. <laughs> I had to rebuild my credit like at an early age. So I kind of, you know, just establishing credit and getting to that that place to um, to get credit. So um, definitely, uh, I kind of struggle with this a little bit. Just being transparent, keeping my credit utilization below thirty percent. Um, I didn't know how much of a weight that that held on your score, but sometimes that's just not always the case because um, I'm not a big debit card user. I would rather use my credit card for, say, you got to pay, you got to get groceries. My Discover card might give me 3% back for using the groceries. Mm -hmm. So I'll use that card, pay the 200 for groceries, get my 3% back, pay the card off. So sometimes my credit utilization is not always right at 30. So that's something that I'm kind of working on um, to get better at. And then just like paying down other debts. Uh, You might have $8,000 worth of credit card. It might seem overwhelming, but I would just try to pay those small ones down first. And then I know credit card gives you that tool, the simulator, whatever. That's usually never accurate. Um, You pay $3, your credit score will go up 400 points, but that's that's usually not accurate. So... um, (laughs) Other than that, uh, definitely keeping old credit cards open. Um, you know, you might have that one credit card that kind of helped you establish credit maybe five or six years ago. Just keeping that account open, put a bill on auto pay on you. You got to pay on your cell phone every month. 
just put it on auto pay. Then just go in there and put that bill, put the bill on auto pay, and then put the credit card on auto pay. So, um, and then just not taking out credit unless you really, really, absolutely need it. The the higher um, your the higher uh, what, what's the word I want? The higher amount that you have your credit limit, it helps your overall credit utilization as well. So sometimes when my credit utilization was over thirty, I might oh let me get another credit card. So that wasn't always the smart choice. But over time, it kind of helped my overall credit uh, rating grow up, go up. Yes. So I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I'm kind of kind of working on it. Yeah, and the credit utilization part is important because when it comes to well, even credit cards in general, but when it comes to like when you're ready to buy a house and get loans, and if you have a house and you're doing a home equity loan, most banks it's like a I think it's a what forty to one ratio so yeah. whatever debt you have can't you know can't be more than 40 percent of your income mm-hmm. so definitely keeping track of how much you're using paying down ones when you can or when you need to uh to make sure mm-hmm. so when you are ready to apply for that mortgage or whatever it is you you know you're have the right exactly you have the yep. history for the bank to say okay no problem um so I, yeah definitely building credit. I know for me, it was a, a rebuilding type of a thing and paying things off and definitely checking because actually, actually recently, this was like last year, I'm like, I hadn't checked it probably in a couple of years as far as seeing the details on it. And so I went, I'm like, I don't, what is this? What? And there was a few things on there. So I disputed all of them. They got taken off and my score went up like 60 points or something like that. It was crazy. So definitely knowing the details on your credit report, because you get a free one every year from all three of the credit bureaus. Mm-hmm. So make sure you do that Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, mm-hmm. getting those details, disputing whatever you need to dispute and getting things removed. Um, and even things that maybe, you know, over a certain amount of time, you have to look at the details uh, for that. But certain amount of years old, you can still get them removed if they're still showing up. Like I had one that was, it was a credit card that was paid, um, but I had paid it late, however many years ago, but it was still there and it showed it was paid, but it was still there and was showing as hurting my credit. So I disputed it. Capital One updated it and, you know, my score went up, you know, they removed the the delinquency or whatever. Y'all know what I'm saying. Whatever that thing is. Yeah. That thing. They took it off. So definitely, I would say definitely looking at the details um, is important. And then for those of us that have um, children, we need to be teaching these things to our kids because we don't want them going yes. through the same stuff that we went through. That's you a form of generational learning. curse that you yes. can that you can push yes. through your family, which I will attest to that. My family, my parents did not instill <laughs> that that kind of financial literacy at all. And so my 20s was a whole fight when it came to things like credit card and things. And now that I'm finally in a spot where I really understand it now, I, you know, I tackle that and I work through that. Um, But yeah, I feel like if our parents had done a better job, but even then you don't even necessarily blame them. Cause once again, to your point, Nikki, before it was different. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a different kind of a different ball game than it It is now. So Yeah. yeah, we definitely, I think, you know, for those of us who, you know, who have kids to, to not pass that on. Yeah. Right. I even went and took, um, I think, when did I go? I think it was last year. I took my, I made an appointment. I took her to the bank with my bank. I bank with three different ones, but my primary one, that's just for me. And I've been with them for almost 20 years is Bank of America. I took her to the bank. I made an appointment. We sat down with someone. I think we were there for about 45 minutes and he explained 
everything to her. And he even said, if you have any questions, if you're confused about anything, you know, just call, ask me, you know, the account she has, of course, you can't overdraft or anything, but I thought it was important. She's getting older. She's going to be 17 soon. I know she's talking about going off to college at some point, getting a job. You're going to have to do direct deposit. You're going to be, you know, managing your own finances at some point. And something that I didn't do until I went off to college was get a bank account. I didn't know what I was doing. So it's very important to teach them early. So they're not, you know, flailing around once they do get out there and they get a job and they're like, ooh, money. Okay, now what? <laughs> you know, Right, right. And then it's important too, because it does sort of, I know in my case, it, it sort of makes them in, in a way appreciate you more if you have, you know, I think we, we have decent kids because mm-hmm. I know mine when it's like, you want what now? Okay. So go get your money. Oh, it hit different when they got to spend their like, money. Then he started thinking about it. Money. It was your money. <laughs> I, would, I would want to spend your money too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you give me like, that opportunity. Nah, I don't need it. Do I need to spend $40 on Uber Eats for one hamburger and fries? No, nah, I don't really want it. Let me no. go see what's in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now you know what it's like when you ask me for all this stuff and you think that I'm just supposed to just go out buy this stuff. We got food yeah. at the house. Like, <laughs> that. Well, I don't know what you're going to do. It's like, you want to eat or you do you want, like, you got to pick something, you know? So if you get in that kitchen and figure it out. <laughs> Life decisions. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, but I think it's so important to teach your kids that as early as you can. I even saw one for like little kids, I guess, maybe like Caleb's age where they're eight. It's like a little card. It's like green light their card. Picture. Yeah, 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 yeah which yeah, I don't know if I trust them with a card yeah. out and about, but um, at least the budgeting skills. I've seen some like videos and posts and stuff where people do something similar, but it's like a home bank account. So they treat it the mm-hmm. same way, but it's their, you know, money that they're keeping at home for their, you know, the younger kids that you don't want running out around with a debit card. Yeah. Um, so definitely teaching your kids, I think is so important. So that like what Tori was saying with the generational curses and all that with the financial, you can let's break, break them. That. Let's break them now. Break it. So that when they get out on in the world, like I tell mine all the time, like you got it made, you just got to make a decision. But we, you, this side of your family, your dad's side have said it so that when you step out, you step in firm. So, you know, we want to make sure that you don't fall into some of the same pitfalls that we fell into. Um, yeah. So it's so important to make sure you teach that to them and then also have something for them as well yeah. when they yeah. are ready to step out, you know, have yes. a little account, maybe not give them thousands of dollars at a time, yeah. but, no. you know, siphon a little bit at a time. That's your little spending budget for, you know, whatever, like an allowance, that type of thing. Yeah. So it goes back to that. Yeah. I guess that's old school. Allowance. I know we I all started one, but... with nothing. Yeah. I know we probably all started with nothing. So yeah. Right. Even giving yeah. them something. Right. Right. And then teaching them so that they know the importance of it. That it's not just, I'm just giving this because you're my child, but I'm teaching you this for a reason. <laughs> That's there's, a, there's a method behind this. There's a right, this, life lesson behind this. Definitely. Which Calvin used the word before we were talking, which was legacy, which I like that word. Yes. Legacy. You're building a yeah. legacy of financial literacy and financial freedom for mm-hmm. yourself, for your children, and for the, their children so that they will teach theirs. And so you know, when the so Ade movies are no yeah. longer here, they won't be talking about the broke Still. ass Ade movies. They'll be saying, nah, they were straight. You know what I'm saying? 
Hey, it won't, it won't be no fish fries. Or right, no, exactly. No you don't have to have a fish fry to, you know, to bury me or, or cremate me or whatever. Everything be taken care of. Y'all come by this fish. I know, y'all want plates? <laughs> and that's crazy. It's like, when you think about that, that was like the norm um, Yeah. growing up. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in my other side of my 40s. So seeing that growing up every time, I was like, oh, we... We selling plates or we got to do this or we, you know, and it's like, I never wanted to be in that, put my family in that position where right. something happened to me, they struggled. And that right. goes to the life insurance part of it too. So yep. right. um, that's, that's really, really important. Um, something happened to me, they going to be straight. Something happened to my wife, everybody's going to be good. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you don't want to have to put yourself in a position where you're financially strapped during your time of mourning. That's yeah. like one of the, the worst places to be where I can't even get, you know, Johnny in the ground because I don't have funerals are like what, maybe less than 5,000, maybe now. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think cremations are five more. and then, uh, well, it depends. Depends. Like, the cremations can be cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my mom, we, we did the cremation because it was cheaper. Cause like, you know, when you start talking about the casket and they start pulling out catalogs, you're looking at like $5,500 mm-hmm. just for the casket. For it to go right back in the ground. You're not even going to see it again. Yeah. Not even talking about getting the body ready. You got to do the programs. You got to do the wake and all this other stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, let's see what the other one in the cremation was a lot, about half of that. Just to, and that was included everything the wake, the mm-hmm. dressing of the body, the pro, everything was about half of that. Now, obviously, it depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, different cities might have different prices. For us, small city, it was a heck of a lot cheaper to do the cremation. And my mom always said that just put me in a box and just you know that type of thing. And that's it wasn't like we had to worry about that. The same thing. But yeah, some of my family would say the same thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I talk about no, no, no. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. yeah, some of my family members say the same thing. It's like I'm not physically here, so don't spend that money on having a fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like. You know, how do I, how do you really say your goodbyes? But it kind of makes sense. For my but you know what makes it easier to, so what I did, I do, I have two life insurance policies. I put together my durable power of attorney and mm-hmm. I have my, my living will in my last living will and testament. I ha- I prepared everything. Everything I want is in there. Whether I am incapa- um, incapacitated, I'm you know, in the hospital on life support, everything is in there. I have my executors on there. So nobody mm-hmm. has to think about anything. And I did it because I saw what I had to go through when my mom got sick four years ago. And I'm right. still dealing with it. I literally had to wait when she was off a lot of her medications to even become her power of attorney because you have to get that. It, you have to sign it. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to be notarized and you have to be of legal sound mind and body mm-hmm. before you yep. sign any mm-hmm. legal binding document. I'm right. like, I, and I'm the only child. My daughter's the only child. I said, I don't yeah. want to put her through that. We really have to normalize doing this stuff. I mean, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's right. going to happen. Exactly. At some put point. everything in order. Put everything in place. Yeah. And unfortunately, right. you know, my mom, she has a house. Ended up getting married. It was a whole, uh, it was a catastrophe. It was when you have property and, you know, you have money, you have bank accounts. Put all that stuff in order. So there's no confusion. There's going to be no, you know, misunderstandings with, you know, other people who may be involved. Let's normalize right. getting this stuff yeah. together now. Right. 
Yeah. Side yeah. note, yeah. side note, and a little less, little less morbid. Well, still morbid, but a little <laughs> less morbid. So, alternatives that are out there too for when you go. There's obviously there. You can be buried. You can be cremated. I know what you're gonna say <laughs> because my daughter said she was gonna do it for me. Go ahead. I want to be a tree. Yeah. So there is, yeah. there are provisions now where your body, your decomposing body can be used uh, to be attached to the rooting system of a tree and they can mm-hmm. bury you and your remains um, as you, as you decompose will feed and grow a tree. A tree. And you, you know, they decide. have water cremations too. Yes. That are cheaper. Yeah. I want to be a tree. I want to be a flowering tree. Okay. I either want to okay. be a crepe butter. <laughs> okay. Just in case everybody just, you know, so I can make a mess and have somebody else clean it up once I like once I flower or I want to be a fruit bearing tree of some sort. Like, that's actually a good idea. I think it is. There are memory forests out there made up of these trees that are now. starting. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, actually. You can't, I mean, you can do, there are options. You can, you can take the tree with you, but there's also memory forests out there too. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's a cemetery, but essentially it's, a, it's trees, it's trees. That's trees. beautiful. It's all the trees. I so I feel like beautiful. if I'm going to go back in, let me, let me do something. Do something. Like, let me give, yeah. let me give yeah. back in the best way I can. And yeah. I'm a, I'm a be a tree. I'm yeah. a, I will and that's why I, I'm knocking on wood that I'm old and you yes, know, I want to be old and decrepit. And you know, by the time that happens, but I told my daughter, if that's what you, I put it in there. You know, cremate me if if worst comes to worst, we have a family plot in Connecticut where I'm from. Take me back there, cremate me, put me on top of um, one of my cousins. Fine, but she was like, well, why can't I just make you a tree? fine and there's I'm a spot in there where i put that, that yeah. she can um make that decision too whether if she does i've had the address in there if she wants to take me there or she can you know have that option yeah yeah so well i feel nice and happy now i know right <laughs> talking about daddy <laughs> yes <laughs> i feel great <laughs> But now you know, but he, no, but it's all good information. I had no idea that. that you could actually be a truth, so that's yeah. definitely yeah. something I want to look into. That's yeah, and that's the purpose of this whole thing. Yeah, and I, I like that idea. I never thought I've heard of it, but I never actually thought about it for myself. But that's actually pretty cool. I'd like to be a tree, yeah, 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 a tree, and you know, tree of knowledge, yeah, provide the wrong nice and. <laughs> <laughs> Eat Just the fruit from the right side of the tree, not the left side. That was right. <laughs> We're warning you now. Right. <laughs> but this is all good information. So this was good. This yes. is good. So I like y'all. I, I know, right? I got good people around me. Like Friends with tough people. Smart yes. people that know yeah. what they're talking about and like know how to do something. Right. When well, you've been when you've been broke before, it's like yeah, yeah. That's true. you learn a lot. You learn. It's true. It is yeah. not. It is. It's that is. It is not tasted when you just uh-uh. really in a place where you have to be like, wow. And then picking yourself out of that place, it feels so much better. And it's like, yes. my, my wife knows how my mind thinks. I'm. I, I have to get out of the, the the uh, cycle of scarcity. Fall off. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh no, yeah. it's gonna fall off. Scarcity mindset. Oh, check that card yeah. again. Like, no, we're like, we're, yeah. we're good. Relax. Like, we're, we're actually <laughs> yeah. good. And, and just, I like, think relax. Enjoy <laughs> the fruits of your labor. Like, right. And I think a lot of that too, at least as Black people, it's mm-hmm. it's like a generational thing we pass down. Even when we are okay financially and we're set, we're still always in that survivor mode. 
survivor yeah. mode. And it has to yes, do with the society and, you know, history of certain things, but we're always in survivor mode. And I was thinking about it actually just the other day. I want to, you know, when I was thinking about this, I don't want to be in survivor mode all the time, regardless of whether I'm good or not. I want to just live. You live. know what I'm saying? I just, just want to just, yeah. just be. Create that balance. Think about what if, what if, what if, or this was this is against me. Then no, I just want to just be. So that's mm-hmm. the ultimate goal, you know, uh, for this particular uh, segment or with the financial literacy is like we want to just be comfortable. We want to just yes. be. Yeah. live be. now Enjoy. because yeah because it's sad you don't want to like so a lot of people get so fixated on being financially you know set they, they forget to live now and then you yes. get old and you got all and this then you're money, like but what now, happened yeah yeah you Where get old and all go? that money yeah and all that money you saved is just going to your doctor's bills i mean like <laughs> yeah. you don't actually get to enjoy it so find that find a happy medium in pursuing financial security but also live your life like don't Balance. forget don't forget to Balance, don't forget to people. live yes while our knees are still okay right and also (laughs) living does not always consist of money like we always think vacation we got to go here we got to go there a lot of things that i actually like to do don't cost money other than the gas it takes to get there i love the beach i like to be around water it doesn't cost me anything other than the gas to get there so even think of things like locally where you are to you do a you know they call them staycations Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to necessarily, you know, dip into your big vacation budget. You can do a lot of things locally and have a blast. I know some of the best times I've had have been right here in Florida, right here where I am. And I have myself a good old time. So also consider that when you're thinking about your budget and vacations and things like that. Think of things mm-hmm. locally where you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah, so many places where we haven't been. I mean, we've yeah. been here uh, 14 years and it's like we haven't been here. We haven't been there. So many different places like we we actually you know live where people vacation so we have that luxury like you said right. just going to the beach and maybe paying the park so stuff like that definitely is important i think as well. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and there's literally all types of stuff this page I, I will shout out this page it's called stuff to do but they have it for different cities so there's like stuff to do in tampa bay stuff to do mm-hmm. in orlando and when you go to their page they literally have all these little spots hole in the wall spots places that are free completely free and different things to do. I love going to their page because that's how I find out about a lot of like cool things to do. Um, So shout out to them. But yeah, this is uh, a great episode. Thank you, Calvin, so much for being on with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so so much. Yes, we appreciate you. And of course, you know, I love y'all. Of course. (laughs) Air hug. Air hug. All right. Any last thoughts, last comments, anything else anybody want to say? Calvin, anything you want to say? Um, I just got a, a small joke. Um, it's a little corny. I'm just gonna okay. okay. So like you know, we you, like uh, that joke. Come on. If the, the best way to teach your kids about taxes um, is to get them some ice cream, eat 30% of it, and give it back to them. Oh. <laughs> Well, I do that with my niece and nephew anyways. Okay, so that's, that's how you teach them about taxes. Oh, good. good <laughs> I good. told you it was corny. So I don't have kids. You taxes work, hey, eat, 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 or whatever. Eat 30% of that cheeseburger and give it back to them. That's taxes. Listen, oh, the way wow. food is around my house, I don't get a chance. It's already gone. Right. Why you right? They already ate 80 before I can get to 30. <laughs> right. So. Oh god! But I guess I guys, thank you guys for having me. Having me, it was a, it was a blast. It was my first time. I was a little nervous, but I definitely appreciate the dialogue. Um, and I'll see you at work. Well, actually, I won't see you at work. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, because they sent us back home now. So.
back at it's home. It's so empty now. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and well, after the October day, I'll probably come in at least one day. At least one day, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> she ain't coming. She ain't coming. Yeah, no, that's man. why I said we'll see. <laughs> Not making any promises. But yes, thank you again, Calvin, for being on. But that is it for us. All right, y'all. He's out. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, have a good one. Bye, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.